everyone. Um, welcome to another Disrupted podcast. Um, we're coming live from you. Well, not live probably at the moment. It's, this is a podcast and recorded. We're coming to you from Rototuna High Schools. Um, I use the word high schools because in the room we've got people from both Rototuna Junior High School and Rototuna Senior High School. So introducing ourselves, my name is Natasha Hemera. I have the privilege of being um, the founding principal here of Rototuna Senior High School. Kia ora, my name is Paula Wine and I am one of the foundation deputy principals of the junior high school. Kia ora, my name is Meg and I'm one of the founding deputy principals from the senior high school. Kia ora everyone, my name is Steph Harford, I'm a new deputy principal to the senior high school. Well, kia ora everyone and I again and um, our question that we've had raised for us to discuss today um, is about innovation and what actually drives innovation in our schools or, or one school or both schools. Um, I suppose when I think about that word innovation, um, I often think of it as just being responsive. If I'm wanting to make sure that we're being innovative in our schools, to me we're reviewing, reflecting and ensuring our processes and programs in our school are actually the need for our community, for those students and for what we're actually organising and developing here in our kura. You know, um, we do do some things a little bit different to what I might have done in previous schools that I've worked in, um, but the approach has always been the same. If we had um, an opportunity to look at some data we might have had and say, hey, this is not going right for this group of kids, what do we need to do? We always got together and, and unpacked and reasoned what was happening, why we needed to make a difference, or did anything need to happen? Are we overreacting? Was it just a cohort thing? I think when I um, look to those types of situations, I think that's what we've been able to do here on a larger scale. But every day we're innovative in our schools. Mm. Every day we're looking to um, share and excite and explore ways that we can make sure learning is happening mm. at an enhanced level for our young people. What do you think, Paula? I agree, Tash. I think when, when I think about innovation in schools, and particularly in our kura, I think it's about our kids, our students in front of us, and their needs. And I think it's about being brave, about about looking for solutions or, or approaches that are different. And I, I think it's about um, not being limited or, um, yeah, just not being limited by constraints, by perceived constraints, or maybe the way that we've always done it traditionally. And it's about being brave and actually just trying some stuff and um, seeing if it has a positive impact on our learners and, yeah, daring to be different. Mm. Brave and daring to be different. What are your thoughts, Meg? Yeah, I think when you think about innovation, um, I think it's no longer just about giving agency, it's about opportunity. So you can't give agency if the students don't have an opportunity mm. of experiences. If they don't have the chance to experience multiple things in multiple ways how can they have agency because they don't know what they don't know mm. so for me um, one of those areas that I was that I've been 
working quite um, closely in is the pathways experience. And, and, you know, it's no longer okay for pathways to be something on the side that is offered um, as an add-on. It needs to be woven through every part of your curriculum and all of your curriculums, because here we offer more than one curriculum. So I think it's about looking at what is already out there and seeing how we can be different and giving students true agency, which means you must give opportunity and experience with that agency mm. for them to be able to develop the skills to be able to make the choices, mm. giving them opportunities and experiences so that they can decide for themselves what they want or don't want, knowing a lot more than what they knew in the beginning. Mm. To me, that's innovation. And that's about being responsive to what they are experiencing and being able to offer more opportunities and more opportunities and more opportunities so that they have this full range of experience that they can draw from. So thinking about that, Meg, you know, you've used the word responsiveness a few times there. What does responsiveness look like now and for the future? Would mm. that be different? Absolutely. And I think that responsive by nature of the word means that it's always adapting, it's always evolving, and that one size fits all model will never fit anyone because you've got to actually be looking ahead at what might be coming and be responsive to that and be responsive to all of the different um, ideas that are out there and what that can look like for a student. Mm. I often look at the, you've said the one size fits all model. I often, from a um, culturally responsive way, often look at that, the way we use that and think, is a one size fits one model? Because mm. it doesn't actually include diversity. Mm. Exactly. It doesn't include the way in which we need to view and pick up lenses to understand the multiple levels that our students are at. Mm and the multiple views and values that they already come with and what they know already. How, how do we, in schools, recognise those things to ensure that we are truly offering programmes that support them? Because I think mm. it's really easy to think sometimes we know. And, oh, oh, I've got an idea, I've got an answer to this. But actually, how do we interrogate those things to ensure that our lens is actually wide? And I think part of that is making sure that we are more than just ourselves, mm. that we bring in, you know, partners from the community, from um, the wider community, the global community, and we make sure that our students don't just have experiences of their own world as it is right now, but also that wider mm. world, and that the context that you bring in must encapsulate, encapsulate everything mm. that is out there. Oh. Steph, you're nodding away there. <laughs> I was just agreeing with Meg in terms of that connecting with others because for me that innovation is around about um, is about kind of pushing boundaries within a space of rigour and where students are able to drive and create something new that has worth and impact but is more than just themselves. So mm. I agree with what Meg was saying there about mm. bringing in community members, bringing in that sense of 
um, a collaboration and others to drive that space and also for students to feel empowered to question the why. Mm -hmm. I think often students are delivered messages that are, that are shown as a, this is the way and has always been the way and I think innovation is also about empowering students to actually question that and say why is the why that way and actually getting them to push up against those boundaries but in a way where um, it creates something that's of worth and it's not just you know questioning it for the sake of questioning it but it has impact for themselves but also future generations. Mm. So when our kids are not just sponges yeah. in our classrooms right. are actually being engaged and involved enough to turn the space onto the mm. adults that mm. real uncle mm. approach mm. is occurring mm. and I think you know I know that that's something we're really striving hard to achieve mm. here is that mm. mutually respectful professional space where uncle can occur in any space and place and that's, that's right. been that has been a challenge at mm. times for mm. staff to let go of that power mm. struggle mm. but in doing so we've witnessed some extremely um, you know engaged and um, I suppose just seeing students learn at such a high level that we may mm. not have seen in them previously, mm. giving them a voice mm. is important. And it's authentic, isn't it? Because it's real in the moment. You know, it's a real authentic learning experience where they can challenge their, each other's learning in that space, yeah. no matter what place they come from. Yeah, mm. I, I think back to that word you use, and I wrote it down on my hand, Paula, brave, you mm. know, and people often say to me, oh, you guys are brave doing this stuff when they come and visit our school. I sometimes don't think that we are and we shouldn't be. Mm. Why should we be brave or seem to be being brave when we believe deeply in providing really rich programs for our school? And if we believed in it so much, then we back it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I suppose that is brave. But yeah. it's, why are we all feeling empowered to do that? And I guess it just, this is a really probably insignificant example, but I was reading on a, on a teacher Facebook feed last night and there was a teacher with 78 comments, by the way, who asked a question about, um, is it okay to have a reader when they, when they sit the math PAT? And are we allowed? Sorry, the language was, are mm -hmm. we allowed? And I thought, why are you asking for permission for how you work with your students? You know, mm. be brave. Mm. Just think about your mm. kids and why are you doing that assessment and how mm. is that helping your learner and who, why are you asking 87 strangers for permission mm. for what the rules mm. are around how to do an assessment? I think yeah. those, those moments of kind of pushing up against boundaries and innovation do create a real sense of vulnerability in people mm. as well. So mm. I, I, it's instilling, uh, you know, letting people know that they, it's okay to have those feelings and to still mm. keep doing it anyway because mm. it's mm. important. Mm. Mm. And I often look at the NCA space and, you know, I, I, I remember as a very... You know, new teacher, and those boundaries were really clear for me. And it wasn't until I started reflecting on the experience for my students that I recognised, oh, hang on a minute, the boundaries actually don't exist. Mm. I've placed them there, mm. and that was that real aha moment. Mm, exactly. And the mo and I felt that probably from that moment on I could start kicking down <laughs> walls, and I've never stopped since. That actually the boundaries don't necessarily exist we place them there as a sense of safety measure at times mm. to support 
us mm. um, and then maybe unravelling some of those at times will see us in good stead. You mm. know, I look at some of the feeds I'm reading at the moment around the NCA review, mm. which I'm, I'm excited by because I say get back to the learning um, you know, a lot of the comments around, oh, only four standards, etc. Assessment isn't learning. Mm. It's only a capture, a caption piece of it, a snapshot, that surely we must be teaching rich, robust programs underpinned of really good skills, capabilities, etc. so that we just assess pieces of those. And why do we often create those boundaries for ourselves as ways of working? I, I, I don't know I why we do that. I wonder if at, at the heart of it, every teacher just wants to do a good job. Mm. And they want to know what good looks like mm. and they want to feel that they're making a difference. And I think going back to your comment, Steph, about if there's the robust why mm. so why is it that we're doing and what do we value mm. and I think if we can keep the vision I guess mm. um, at the forefront and think well this is why we're doing this and this is why we're doing things differently because this is what we value then we can feel like yeah we're doing a good job we're doing mm. good mahi mm. Mm. I agree. so I suppose that's that's our thoughts on what drives innovation here and I and our motivation behind sharing this is just to offer um, I suppose support out there to teachers that might be grappling with um, how do I lead innovation and change, um, what might be my first steps or where might I start or what does that actually look like for other people. Um, those are just That's just a snapshot of the way that we might be thinking and feeling about it um, and we just wanted to I suppose put out a a support to people, give it a go. Mm. Um, you know, doing things that you believe is right for kids is an awesome thing to do. Um, and in doing so, you actually um, really grow yourself and your ability to reflect and, and think creatively. So, even yeah. the smallest change is innovation. Mm. Mm. And you can take baby steps until you feel comfortable taking bigger steps. Mm. And, and, and know that there are other people out there that will be willing to walk with you and um, try new things because actually we're all doing the best for the kids that we can. So, look, thank you everyone for taking the time to listen to us. Um, we're signing off here from Rotatuna High School's the wahine tour down <laughs> here. Um, us ladies wanted to represent and here we are. So, ngā mihi. Ngā mihi, ngā mihi.